Open the door and step inside to a world of practical magic, where we blend the mystical and mundane worlds of the everyday witch. Presented by Wise Woman Witchery and hosted by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade-Lewis. Welcome to The Witch Next Door. I'm Emily. I'm Veronica. And we're switching gears here, friends. We're changing, we're really changing things up today. And uh, we're going to be talking about the crone portal. This this time of life where you start to shift in your body a little bit, moving from that mother stage of life into that crone stage. And uh, yeah, we were like, what are we going to, what's our podcast going to be about? And then we were just talking about our bodies and we're like, hey, yeah, let's talk about this because guess what? Most people don't talk about it. Well, that's the thing. I So just uh, self-disclosure here. In this last year, I've been having all kinds of changes in my cycle and some of them relatively concerning um, and just very unusual because I've always been very, very regular in my cycles. And so I started talking to other women who are around my age. I'm 46. Um who were saying, yeah, like that's what happens. And this is happening to me. And I was like, oh my God, nobody freaking talks about this. Nobody talks about this. No. I mean, I know when my mom went through menopause, she went through menopause because she started chemo and it sent her into menopause right away. And she had hot flashes and all of that. And I have a couple other really good friends who are about 20 years older than me, um, who also went through menopause and they were what I remember most is hot flashes, but nobody ever talked about how their cycles mm-hmm. changed or the uh, like heavy bleeding versus like no bleeding and the combination of the two and all of this stuff. Um, you know, the weight gain, I've heard a little bit about that, that happens in our bodies and yeah, just the massive shift and what is happening emotionally, physically, all of it. To me, it feels a little bit like second puberty where I'm like, I'm in uncharted territories and my body's <laughs> doing all this crazy shit. What's going on? <laughs> it definitely, um, you know, it sounds like a roller coaster that you're undergoing right now. It's just like highs and lows. Totally. Like I'm just witnessing and listening to what's going on this last year for you. And it's just been like, what's going on? What's happening? This is what's happening now. What does that mean? And and, and I just mm-hmm. want to say, you have gone to the doctor. You have taken yes. care of your body in a many different ways, Western and non-Western mm-hmm. methods. Mm-hmm. And it's important to, you know, look at all avenues of what might be happening. But essentially, you're going through a change. Right. I'm in perimenopause, which apparently can yes. last 10 years. A long time. and. Right? No, thank you. No, thank you. I would prefer not the 10 years. Thank you. Yeah. I I like structure. (laughs) You're like, could you tell me when this is going to start and when it's going to stop? Right. Because (laughs) this like in between transition zone, it's uncomfortable. Right. It is. You know, we were talking about calling this the crone portal and it feels very much like just standing in the center of a portal. You're in that liminal. You're not quite to the destination, but you're not really where you started. And you're in that transition that feels, you know, super unknown. It's so fascinating. Like my observing ego is like, whoa, this is a trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it affects your life in so many different ways, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, 
the hormone shift, like, okay, to bleed or not to bleed. That is the question. (laughs) What to bring, what not to bring. That is the question. Like, what am I feeling? What's happening now with that? My inner landscape, how uh, outside forces affect me differently. Oh, look, Um, a panic attack. Where did that come from? What does that have to do with anything right now? Hello, am I dying? Maybe that's what it feels like. (laughs) Oh, okay. That passed. Now I'm exhausted. What? Yeah. All the body changes. Sitting in like sitting in session with a client and suddenly my chest starts to get hot and then my whole body gets hot and I'm like, oh my God, somebody turned the heater on. I'm like sweating. And then I'm looking at my client there, like cool as a cucumber, and I'm thinking, oh no, this is within. Like something. Oh. Oh, I'm having a hot flash. Yeah. And you know, just like listening to you because you're, you're only just like a year and a half older than me. So I'm going to be 45. I'm like, oh, okay. Like I'm having my own personal changes. Now my cycle has not been affected. Knock on wood yet. <laughs> that was not wood. That was air, Veronica. <laughs> Thank you. Well, there's a wood table in front of me. <laughs> um, but I'm having a lot of other body changes, like uh, the weight gain and the metabolism shift mm-hmm. really has been huge for me because in the past, I've been able to do certain things, eat certain way, exercise a certain way, and my body res- would respond in that way. And now my body has shifted and it's not responding in that way. And Mm -hmm. it's looking different. It's feeling different. Um, And it's hard not to judge that, you know, Mm -hmm. in a society where, you know, skinny is better or this is better or the judgment call on that, you know? Right. Yes. There's definitely, we definitely are in a culture that prizes youth and what their stand the standard of the beauty industry is is really mm-hmm. kind of this um this thin not necessarily realistic for too many people in the population standard which is you know why the diet industry makes billions and billions of dollars every year and the beauty industry makes still billions and billions of dollars which by the way beauty industry sounds like stupid and we shouldn't call it that so i should find another name the makeup industry the plastic cosmetic surgery, yeah the cosmetic <laughs> cosmetic industry um you know because everybody not everybody but we are taught and many people feel that they have to be different than what they are to be beautiful Mm -hmm. and nothing like a good old dose of perimenopause to make you feel like (laughs) whoa I'm not fitting any standard anymore I was already you know I'm I'm I am a big human. I have never, ever been super thin in my life. I've been, I've been fit. I've been, I'm strong, very strong, but, um, I've never been thin per se. And to have my body, like you were saying, Veronica, I used to be able to do certain things and it was like, oh, then I drop a few pounds and I feel better. You know, my clothes fit nice. That's not happening anymore. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to embrace this? Yes. And it's challenging. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I've had only a few influences in my life or like women that have, I've heard short little bits of their story that gave me like a sort of window into, you know, what this was, what is happening right now. You mean with perimenopause? 
yeah like mm -hmm. just like a small little window of like mm -hmm. oh that might be what I'm going to experience in a few years you right. know um, but I've never I feel like this is a topic that most women don't share and I'm wondering why yeah, I, I actually am wondering the same thing because I was shocked as my cycle started changing and I was dealing with going to the doctor and having tests run and all of this stuff. And I started talking to my peers who are right around my age group and they were going, oh yeah, oh my God, yeah, totally going through that. Yep, going through, and I was like, what? Why are what? We, where is our support group? Why are we not yep. all circling and talking about this transition in our lives? And for those of you that are listening right now and going, well, what does this have to do with magic? Well, I think mm -hmm. the most important thing to remember is that first and foremost, our bodies are our greatest conduit in the work that we do and our relationship to our bodies influences that whether we realize it or not. And part of honoring the cycles of the earth and the cycles of nature um, and the cycles in the cosmos is also honoring the cycles of our bodies, which brings us back to you know, what's happening? What stage of life are we in? How are we embodying that? How are we embracing it? How are we working with it? How are we understanding it? And what is the story we tell ourselves about it? Nice. So how can, how can we celebrate it too? Yeah, It's know? a rite of passage, you know, yeah. even, even stuck in the liminal in that portal lodged in the portal. Unsure where to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so funny. You know, when you said that, I like vision, like, you know, when you go down, like you're in a water park and you go down the tube slides yes. and like you hear the whole horrible stories about people getting stuck in oh the tube God. slides. Like I see that as like, you're in the portal and you're like, just like stuck in this portal. You're like, okay, I'm not pushing through the other side. I'm just kind of held up in this one little spot. So right. I'm not sure one. what's happening. Is somebody going <laughs> to come from behind me and knock me out and I'll be loose? Am I going to just... push me forward? Could right. you push me forward a little bit? <laughs> Can I crawl back up? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Exactly. And you say crawl back up. So I'm thinking, okay, are you thinking to yourself, am I going to go back to a normal cycle? Yeah. You're still asking yourself, am I going to go back to quotations, my normal self? Totally. Or is this what the new normal is going to be for me? Am I, am I going to continue this way? Is this yes. what's happening? What's happening? <laughs> What is the truth? And, and I don't know. And yep. it could be all of it. It could go back. It did. It went back to normal for a little while. And now I'm back in the place where it's not normal anymore. Mm -hmm. My normal. It's whatever, whatever my body's doing is the normalcy of what it needs to do. Um, it's just not the thing I'm used to. And so. Yeah. And I think a big thing is as long as you you know, you've gone to the doctor and you made sure there's nothing, you know, that's happening. That's harmful. You right. know what I'm saying? Like this, you, you ask yourself is, is, is this normal? Yes. Meaning like, is there something to be concerned about? Um, or is this my, what my normal process is going to be moving into menopause, you know? But I remember asking my grandma when she was like, she must've been like 91 or something. And I remember cause my mom, because my mom's menopause was triggered by chemo. I thought, well, I don't really know what my family history is. And my dad's mom died before I was born. So I couldn't ask her. So I asked my 91 year old grandma, she was around there. <laughs> she was like, Oh my God, Emily, that happened so long ago. I couldn't tell you anything about it. And I'm like, well, but do you know when she's like, no, I don't remember. It just happened. And it was over. Mm -hmm. I'm like, cool. Grandma. Thanks. That's awesome. Like, 
Yeah. And I think, I think that is part of the, you know, not talking about it is I think as women, a lot of times we're told like, we're not supposed to discuss that. We're supposed to hide that, that pad or tampon. We're not supposed to show what we're experiencing in our bodies, that that's something that is to be shameful or that's Mm. dirty or, and somehow is judged as not being good. Well, and I do think that some of that has shifted uh, with the generations that have come after our generation, yes. um, because I feel like it was already shifting in, in our generation. Mm-hmm. And I know I've always talked really freely about, about my cycle and about when I started and about my experience of it. And I know you have too. And amongst friends, we all just talked about it. Like it was just what was happening. Um, but I don't hear people talking about menopause in the same way. No. No. And so that's, and maybe it's just that I haven't gotten here yet. So now I'm showing up here and I'm talking, <laughs> I'm talking to my peers and we're all like, oh, but I don't feel like I had anybody guiding me on this Mm-mm. path or told me what to expect or that everything could just go sideways or that I would forget the weirdest shit and be like, oh my God, my brain isn't working. Is this early onset dementia? Like what's happening? <laughs> and I said that to a friend last night and she's like, no, it's perimenopause. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. This is this is normal. Yes, memory stuff is, is normal. Nobody told me that. Yeah, you know what? Like, um, I've had a couple women in my life, so my mother being one, mm-hmm. and and her. What I remember is I was young, and I remember her just lashing out and saying, uh-huh. like, getting super angry at the drop of a hat. Uh-huh. And one time, my aunt came to visit. And she was like, you know, I know your mom's been kind of hard on you lately. And do you know what's going on? I was like, no, I just, I, she's upset all the time. And just out of the drop of the hat, she'll just bark at me. And she's like, oh, she's going through menopause. And I'm like, what is that? I don't Uh know what that is. And so she started talking to me about what menopause is. And when you get to this certain age and I was like, oh, well, that was nice to know. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, yeah. Not to have that guidance and being like, okay, well, my mom's for some reason, something's happening, you know, and I'm not being told what's happening. Am I doing something wrong? You know? Right. Yeah. We don't understand. But that this was a normal process as a yes. woman and me being a woman, you know, yes, I was a child, but I am a woman and I would be experiencing that one day if I'm lucky <laughs> I make it that way. Right. You know, um, yeah, it's, it, yeah, I mean, I think everybody has different guidance, but like, I didn't get that, you know, my aunt ch- chimed in, thank goodness, you know, I told you her feminist up. aunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, Hey, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in a house where all, all bodily functions were totally normalized and I mm. knew I was pumped to get my period. Like I was waiting I think I got that book, like, what's it called? Where do I come from or what's happening there? And then there was like the, the partner book to that, which was like, what's happening to me. That was about puberty. I think that's what it was called. Uh, and I, I was like loving those books. I'm like, oh yeah, mm. I'm going to be a woman. Bring it. Like I, and I, when I got my first period, I was like, yep, I get to have the special pads that come in the purple wrapper with the splatter paint that's fluorescent on them. Oh yeah. It's so cool. I wanted that and I got yeah. it and I was like, yes, this is amazing. Um, <laughs> so I wasn't, I wasn't ashamed of any of that. Mm-hmm. And it was talked about freely. 
this has not been talked about as much and not because there was shame around it or because it wasn't important. I think just the circumstances within my own family around menopause for my mom, her being the matriarch and really the only, I don't have, you know, a lot of aunts or anything that I'm close to. It was a different circumstance. So, yeah, I mean, part of me wonders, I think about elders and uh how, how just, you know, a long time ago, our elders were revered and they were, you know, actually gone to, you know, you seek out your elder, you'd get the wisdom or they'd give it to you because you need it. You're the younger generation and they would mm-hmm. impart their wisdom on you. Whereas like that, I mean, not that it's a hundred percent lost. It has its place, but it is in no way the way it used to be. Right. Um, We put our, we tuck our elders away. We, you know, we belittle them. We, we don't, we don't see their worth. We don't, we don't honor you. their worth and yes. value. Um, yeah. And so I, if you're moving towards that way, then maybe you're not as valuable. So maybe I wouldn't want to share that I'm moving towards an invaluable place. Yeah. Yeah. That's just a thought. I mean, I don't know if that, I mean, there's no one answer to this, but. No, I think it's super multifaceted, right? And it has a lot to do with how, what your family um, family beliefs were who the elders are in your life, how these, how life transitions have been talked about or not talked about. Um, earlier this year, I went on a trip with my mom and her cousin and I was talking to her cousin and telling her about what was, had been happening in my body. And, um, and she said, oh, I'm so excited for you. (laughs) I was like, oh, really? (laughs) Well, yeah. She goes, it is such a relief to not have to deal with any of that stuff anymore. Mm. She's like, once you move through this part and you're on the other side of it, it's like, you don't have to plan for your cycle. You don't have to worry that it's going to come. You just, it's freeing. It's liberating. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds nice. But, <laughs> but, but like puberty, you know, where you're mm-hmm. in it for this period of time and you're having all these hormone fluctuations and your body's doing crazy stuff and it's uncomfortable you know, I'm finding this particular moment in time uncomfortable in my skin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's super interesting to to be here. Yeah. It's, it's awkward. You know, it's interesting. The other woman in my life that I had was my mother-in-law. So I pretty much grew up, you know, with my husband, um, and his mother, his mother was a huge part of my life. Mm-hmm. And when she hit menopause, she turned, I shouldn't say she has, a, she had, she had a lot of stuff going on, but um, she went, I mean, totally. She had so many mood swings. She blamed everything on menopause. Everything was menopause's problem. Like <laughs> this is happening because I have menopause. I said that because I have menopause. I did this because I have menopause. So when I was like, like, okay, you, you just said that horrible thing to me because you have menopause. Like <laughs> it felt like an excuse, mm-hmm. you know, and also it equals menopause is horrible. Right. Like if this no, is I what don't menop- be like that. <laughs> yeah. If this is what menopause does, it makes my mom mean and it makes her say horrible things and do horrible things why do I have to go through this? This looks horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> and it's an unrealistic too. It's not the holistic, you know, picture, 
of what's actually happening. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like I'm still I'm have yet to cross that threshold. Um, but you know, I feel I can see it and I can see that that you know hormones and all kinds of things that are happening in your body um can really affect your day to day. But I also see that you know, we look at like when you start your cycle and you're like, yay, I started my cycle. It's amazing. And it's horrible. I have cramps and it feels right. so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's like these two different things, you know, like I participated mm-hmm. in rituals um, with Crohn's mm-hmm. at the herbal symposium. Emily, I both have experienced the Crohn's ritual that they have. And it's just, it's amazing to experience to see all these women celebrating this time in their life. You know, yes, this is on the other side. This is menopause, right? But like, you know, it makes there's me kind think... of oh, go ahead. Sorry, this stage is this stage that happens before. <laughs> well, it's an initiation, right? If we mm-hmm. think about all the transitions our bodies go through in life, it's you know, puberty is one initiation. It, losing your teeth is an initiation, right? It's this, these these milestones, these mile markers, but they're, they're uncomfortable and they're awkward. And they're all of these things where you're trying to find your footing Mm -hmm. in a new way. And then you come out the other side and you're changed because of the experience right now, losing your teeth is not puberty, obviously, but there is like a whole thing that happens for kids as their teeth come in. And then later as you lose them and then your big, your big people teeth come in, um, you know, and then as you go through puberty, there's all these sh- shifts and changes happening in your body and you're awkward and you're uncomfortable. And sometimes you mm-hmm. really hate yourself and you're horny all the time. And like, it's just so intense. And then you come out the other side of that as a, as a young adult. And then as you age and you go through all these other life transitions, some women have babies um, and that's an initiation into motherhood. It's one way to step into motherhood. Um or that phase of your life. Now, not everybody does that. Of course I didn't. So I didn't have that initiation, but I've had other initiations into different stages of my life for sure. (laughs) And now here's this one, right? Here's this liminal space that you step into. And then there's all this growth and discomfort and learning and change. And ultimately you step out the other side of changed person. Mm Mm-hmm. So in that way, you know, if we, if we were to formulate it that way, you could even think about uh, monthly cycles as being a form of, of initiation. It feels like it. It does sometimes. Yep. Everyone feels, feels so different. Mm -hmm. And like, I feel like I'm a different like person experiencing it. (laughs) Totally. Totally. It's fascinating. You know, these things that our body, our bodies do, um, I even think about women that I know who've had hysterectomies and maybe kept their ovaries. So they're still cycling, but they've Mm -hmm. now lost their uterus. So they no longer bleed. And there's that whole, um, experience of initiation into not having like, Mm -hmm. I don't know why initiation just feels like really powerful right now. And it might be partially because I just went through an initiation ceremony with, um, with my priestess path group. So that's sort of at the forefront, but also at the forefront is just this idea of stepping into the in-between. Yes. Yes. Oh. Well, and I feel like we mark it, the, the, the initiation piece, piece is a way of like marking 
and say, this is, this is important, you Mm -hmm. know, like there is, you know, I, I change and I'm evolving, you know, and, and I am change. I'm moving into a new part of my life. You know, like I've had this profound experience that has changed me and, you know, now I'm a, I feel like I'm a different person, you know, or I may be evolving in a different way. Right. Totally. So I just want to shout out to anyone out there who might be experiencing this stage of your life. I want you to know you're not alone. If you feel like you're losing your mind, you are, and it's fine. And, <laughs> and we're all going to lose it a little bit together, but we're going to be okay. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're standing in this liminal space, I am also there with you. So again, not alone. Um, and there are resources out there. There are books out there about perimenopause and um, there are groups on Facebook. So if you, I'm sure there's other groups as well, but those are the ones that I have found so far. So if you're finding yourself wanting connection around what's happening, in your body, those are some places you might begin to seek out some answers and also some camaraderie in the experience. I think that's great. You said that, Emily, because I feel like, you know, the the first thing you say is something wrong with me right now, you know, and yes, you want to get that checked. You do want to do the, you know, go to the doctor and make sure you get all, yes, you want to make sure that everything's okay. But also like, when you know that this is just a period of your life you're experiencing, you're not alone. You know, right. this, how many millions of women have been through this? Billions. Right. Totally. Anybody who gets like, to live long enough does go through it. And I exactly. think that's also, you said that earlier, Veronica, that idea of if I get to this stage of my life and in that way, it is an honor to say, I've made it this far and now I get mm-hmm. to experience this next phase even if it yes. feels kind of hellish sometimes. <laughs> um, I also just want to say, you know, if you do go to the doctor, if you do seek out any kind of support or medical or um, natural treatment, just know that not it's not one size fits all. All of mm-hmm. our bodies are different. And like I had, um, I had a, a progesterone, uh, synthetic progesterone prescribed to me at one point. And I took it and it was not good for my mental health. It was bad for my mental health and nobody warned me that that would happen. So I just thought, Mm. oh my God, I'm sinking into the deepest, darkest depression I think I've ever experienced in my life. And in a matter of like a week and a half, right. I'm taking this medicine. I'm not, (laughs) I am not okay. Um, and and so reaching out to the doctor that I talked to someone and they're like, oh yeah, that's, that's one of the side effects, but nobody told me that. Um, and maybe that's on me. Maybe I needed to read the pamphlet a little on the fine print or whatever, but I wasn't really in the headspace to do that. But I'm saying this because I want you to know that everybody's body is different and some people will find massive help from certain things while other people won't respond well. And it's important to explore what your options are if you decide to go that route and not, um, and if one thing doesn't work, it doesn't mean all the things won't work or that it's bad for everyone because somebody else might have a miracle experience from it, right? Yeah. And to listen to your body, because even though a professional, you know, quotations, who knows, um, is telling you that this is what the treatment is, um, doesn't mean that's right for your body, you know, and, and you know, your body better than anybody. Don't let anybody tell you opposite of that. Cause you, you know, your body, you know, what you're experiencing. And Emily, you said after a week and a half, you knew something was wrong and you're like, Hey, it's this, I'm taking this. 
Right. You know, no, you didn't even know what the side effects you're like, no, it's this, you know, well, the only know thing, this- well, actually that wasn't my first thought. It was, I had, <laughs> I had a lot of other thoughts before that. Like, of course I'm losing my mind. Oh, I really yeah. am. Oh, this is real bad. <laughs> oh my God. What's happening to me? You know, all the things. And it did take me a while to finally get a doctor's. It took me a while to even get a doctor's appointment to find it, to be able to say, can I go off of this? Yes. Um, and I did. And thank God. And within two days I was back to my like normal self. I was like, oh, Yep. (laughs) But you know, don't, don't, um, yeah, don't, don't not do something because one of your friends did it and it didn't work for them and don't do something because it worked for someone else. Just, you know, Mm -hmm. figure out what the right thing is for you. Yeah. That's what, that's all I got to say. That's my not medical advice. (laughs) Definitely (laughs) consult with a physician. Yeah. whoever that might be for you. Anyway, well, thanks for sharing, Emily. I know you're on the cusp of it. And I know yeah. you're like, I don't mind talking about anything. Sure. Let's talk about this. <laughs> well, I just think it's important to talk about it. And you know, there's there, it's a loaded topic. I think there's grief. I'm experiencing grief going along with it of like, oh, this mm. part of my life is over. I never had yeah. kids and now I'll never have kids, which, you know, yeah. come on, you guys, I'm, I'm 45, I'm not or 46. I'm not having kids now. <laughs> I'm too tired for that. I can barely <laughs> handle my puppy, but, uh, <laughs> but there is a legit grief that comes up. So there's mm-hmm. all these feelings that arise and all this experience and it's just so important to honor all of it. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. All right, friends, the crone portal. <laughs> there may be more on this in the future. I'm not sure, but just know you're not alone. And, um, yep. And we're all moving through it and how blessed we are to be able to move through it. Yep. Yeah. Thanks, Emily. Thank you, Veronica. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, keep it magical. Hey there, friends. Emily here from Wise Woman Witchery. If you like what you hear on The Witch Next Door, I invite you to support us. You can do that by rating, reviewing, liking, following, uh, what else, (laughs) whatever else it is that you do on the platform you like to listen to podcasts on by doing these things that actually helps other people find us. And in that way helps us spread the magic. So I appreciate you taking the time to do that. And thanks for being a listener. Thank you for joining us on The Witch Next Door. Join us next week as we explore more ways to make every day more magical. Can't wait? Visit wisewomanwitchery.com or follow Wise Woman Witchery on Facebook and Instagram to stay up to date on all current offerings and be a part of the tribe. All episodes are created by Emily Morrison and Veronica Wade Lewis. Music written and performed by Jean Cornelius.